Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Today, we're talking about something near and dear to my heart, which is aligning the team around a goal or goals. And so team alignment is something that's really important because you can't build a business on your own. And it doesn't matter if your team is big or small. I'm going to give you five strategies, five steps that you can take in order to make sure that your team, whomever is working with you, is aligned on what they need to do, is super clear on what they need to do, and works really effectively, efficiently in your business so you're not wasting time and you're not wasting money and you don't feel like you need to be hand-holding the team every second in order to get things done. So I sort of built these pieces, right? These little strategy pieces I'm going to share with you after years and years of observing how founders have a hard time letting go and handing off tasks. And I've seen a lot of founders completely burn themselves out because they, they, they are not like, they feel like they can't take the time to kind of manage the team properly. And so they get stuck, like they really get stuck um, doing, pro- doing things, doing tasks like hand in hand with their team members. And so their team members never really grow that independence to get things done. There's that trust doesn't really get established. Um, and it's because these five steps I'm going to go through today are not done. And sometimes we think going through something like the first point I'm going to talk about, like goal planning, um, sometimes we feel like, okay, we have to move fast. Things are on fire. Customers need attention. Clients need attention. Um, you know, the product's not working correctly. Like there's a million trillion things that come up every single day that are on fire that pull our attention away. But what happens if we don't take a step back and sort of start building our leadership skills and start building our project management skills and start having trust and confidence in the people we're working with? If we don't kind of exercise that within ourselves, it's impossible to grow. Okay. So this list is born out of the mistake I see a lot of founders making, which is not treating their subcontractors or, you know, their virtual assistants or this kind of their interns, whatever, the next door neighbor helping them, not treating all of these people that actually contribute to the business, not treating them as internal team members, not treating them as if you like how you would treat an employee. And I think that's a really big mistake because you know, when you're small is a really good time to start taking things seriously and start getting your processes in place and begin to think and function like a larger organization. And 
doing so has like a twofold event, two, two prong, two benefits, right? Two sides of it that you can really benefit from. One is, of course, your life gets much easier if you think of yourself as a bigger organization that needs actual systems. Because when you're small, I mean, you could be kind of text messaging with someone that works in your business all day long. But as you grow, those systems start to break. You can't do that once you have like five, six, 10, 20 employees. So get out of the habit of having constant contact with people that are working your business, right? Set up the systems from now. And then the, the kind of secondary benefit is that you start envisioning your business in a bigger way, right? You start kind of casting that intention to the universe, you know, that you're going to be that CEO with X amount of employees with those revenue goals being hit someday, right? Don't treat yourself like the mom and pop shop. Treat, treat yourself like you're the CEO of an organization. Treat yourself like, you know, a company that's ready to IPO. Treat your, like envision that, dream that, fantasize about that, right? Take yourself extremely seriously. I love thinking about, this is like totally an aside, but I remember um, listening to an interview with Lady Gaga and she was talking about, you know, how she would sort of enter into auditions and stuff before she was anyone, right? And she would go into this persona of Lady Gaga with this confidence, right? With this vision of herself being, you know, the biggest star in the world. And, you know, we can kind of laugh and make fun of people that kind of see themselves as that. But that vision is what carried her, like, to that level, right? Having that vision, having that intention, putting it out into the universe, you know, having that mindset, that confidence, even if you feel like you're faking it, even if you feel like, you know, you're not hitting your revenue goals. I feel like a fraud. My business isn't a real business yet. I, you know, there's so much left to figure out. Of course, everyone feels that way in a startup. But my invitation to you is like that thinking doesn't serve you at all, right? So imagine that you are running a Fortune 500 company, even if it's just you and one person. Because <laughs> having that mentality is going to, is going to be a catalyst to help you grow and help you start thinking in a different way, right? Thinking about, you know, how to outsource things properly, how to really get the help that you need, not trying to just kind of like figure everything out yourself and feeling stuck all the time, right? There's certain stages, certain kind of mental exercises we have to go through in order to say like, yes, I deserve to be the CEO. And yes, this business deserves to grow to the heights that I can't even imagine. First, you need to believe it, right? You, you need to believe that it's possible. And in doing that, you know, work to believe that it is possible and that you do deserve all of that success, it starts at, well, how do you treat your operation now? Okay, so we're going to go through five steps and I would love for you to implement these and see how you start to feel about your business. See how you start to feel about yourself as a CEO and as a leader. Okay, so here are five ways that's going to really help you align um, the team that you're working with, 
with the goals that you have for your business, which is going to be really useful in actually achieving the goals. Okay. So number one is start with a goal planning session as a team. So mm, this is a, this is a tricky one because a lot of times maybe you feel like your team doesn't have a lot of, to, like you're very clear on what your goals are for your business, right? So you can just kind of sit down, bang it out, make a whole kind of plan in a document that you don't really share with anyone. And then you go ahead and give everyone what their tasks are and what their projects are um, for the set period of time, right? So what I would suggest that if you have not actually sat down with your team to do a goal planning session for the upcoming quarter, I recommend sitting, um, setting some time aside and actually getting everyone together, even if it's just one person, right? Um, and setting, setting aside some time to communicate your sort of your bigger vision, your ideas, and the goals that you have for the business. So if you have them already, set aside some time to actually go through those goals with the team. Don't just assign them projects, okay? The reason being is oftentimes we kind of in this little entrepreneurial laboratory go, go away and kind of create this great plan, but we don't share it properly with the team and we also don't get like the buy-in from the team, okay? So someone that is just delivered a task is going to act very different differently than someone that sort of contributed to the idea and sort of lended their ideas and creativity. I really believe in bringing everyone that touches your business together for our goal planning session. And it doesn't have to be a five hour session or three hour session. It could be a one hour session, right? But I'm talking like virtual assistants, bookkeepers. I mean, anyone that touches your business to sit in on this meeting. Because oftentimes there are some amazing ideas that can come from like really unlikely sources. People that work in your business that have a completely different perspective, maybe of the marketing or of the sales process or of the customer service or of whatever, or of, you know, the, 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 the numbers or the, the profit margins or whatever, but a really amazing ideas can come from these unlikely sources and can not only help sort of make your ideas and your goals better, but you also are getting this, as I said, buy-in, the excitement, the enthusiasm of your team to actually be a part of something. So the chances are this team that you have or these handful of people that are working with you in your startup, people that work in startup, I mean, they know what they're getting into, right? They're not in corporate world. So usually people that are excited to work with startups, I mean, they like the excitement of the startup and they have some creativity or some entrepreneurial side to themselves as well. And so welcoming these different perspectives can not only enhance you know, what you're going after and the tactics that you're employing right, for each goal, but also gets them excited about your vision and, and really helps them to kind of go in, go all in on what they're doing for you, right? And have some pride in the work that they're doing. As a startup, we don't, we don't usually pay people a ton, right? We don't usually offer benefits. We're not like giving these fancy packages or 401k, you know, 
contribution opportunities, right? But what we do do is we have this opportunity for the people that are working in our business to be a part of what we're doing, to really contribute to the success in a tangible way. And that's why it's so exciting to really communicate your top line vision and make your business goals, your revenue goals really clear and then put on the table like, okay, here are my ideas, but what are your ideas on how to get there, right? Really play with that. That is, that is something that, that is an advantage of being a founder, having people working in your startup, right? That they can really be a part of it, really be a part of the DNA of the business and see the successes, right? See how they've, their hands, their efforts, their ideas have contributed to the success of the organization. It's really cool. So planning is essential. Goal planning is essential. The second way in which we can align our team with our goals is setting a KPI for everyone. Okay, so again, it doesn't matter if it's your executive assistant or social media manager or bookkeeper or whatever. Everyone feels better when they know what they're aiming for, right? Again, a lot of times with startups, our our subcontracted help or our team members are working quite independently it could be right um and we want to make sure that there's a lot of clarity around what we want to accomplish the other reason is if they're not working independently right and they have like this constant contact with you and there's constant exchange of ideas there's it's really easy for sort of the purpose the direction the outcome that you're aiming for to get muddled up and to and to become full of distractions. This is another thing I see um, with people who work very closely with founders, right? Founders tend to have kind of shiny object syndrome, which means, you know, your mind's always racing. Um, and of course, you're always pushing, you're always pushing to get the results and to get the traction. But staying steady and clear on the goal, you know, the actual tangible goal, that metric is super important for the team. The other thing is, is a lot of times because we have these subcontractors or people that are not employees, we don't actually don't give them KPIs, right? You know, we have someone managing the social, but does, is that person really responsible for like a number, right? Or are they just kind of giving a very general, you know, social media report each month without kind of tangible goals, right? So I really implore you, implore you to give a KPI to everyone, Okay, and I want to sort of do a small asterisk here, which is when you're starting out, you probably don't have like a ton of historical data and you can go ahead and get industry, industry averages on like, like baseline metrics for industry on certain topics. And you can set your targets based on that. But I also believe it's a great idea to set your targets with the team member who's going to be executing together, right? So this way you get buy-in from them on the targets and also you get, you know, you get them communicating what they think is actually achievable and them as being the executors probably have more experience executing on the thing than, than you as the founder. So it's a really cool process to do that hand in hand, okay, and have it be like a, a almost like a process together. And I also want to note that if, 
especially at first, if the targets are not achieved, this is not like a reason to fire someone or to get really stressed out or upset or disappointed. We're, when we're setting targets, it's kind of like our best guess. And our job as leaders is to be adjusting those targets based on what the results we are seeing. Okay. So if we reach a target super easily or we're super off base, it's just a signal to be, to adjust. We want our, our targets to be achievable, but be a little bit of a push, right? So it's kind of, you know, we don't want them totally easily achieved. We want to look at what number we definitely think we can achieve. And then we want to add a little bit more of that. That's kind of going to like push us to grow. And we don't know those numbers at first, right? It takes a few months of tracking the numbers, you know, testing some things out, seeing what's working, what's what, what's not working in order to, to determine a baseline for the metrics in your business. So everyone needs a KPI, but what those KPIs are exactly is, is a process to really understand. So keep that in mind. Number three, um, on how to align your your team members with your with your goals for your business is don't work in silos so i want you to be creating a space for collaboration between everyone on your team and i find it really useful to have regular check-ins on goal status and then offer kind of a space for discussion among the team so i prefer i love to work um, on a weekly basis with my teams to have like a monday meeting so i have for all of my marketing teams I work with, we have a Monday marketing meeting. And in that meeting, we review our the scorecard, which is our like key metrics. We review them together, right? And we kind of look at, are we off base? Are we on base for what our targets are? And then each individual in the team gives a status update on the goals that they're working on, okay? Because we should have assigned those goals at the goal planning time so we know what everyone's working on. And those goals have... KPIs attached to them so we know what they're working towards. So at this weekly meeting, sort of like we collaboratively get together, we share the status of the goal. And if we're really falling behind, we have that opportunity to open up for discussion. So the last part of the meeting is an open discussion time. And this is actually the most important part of the meeting because the the venue that this meeting creates is a time not only to sort of get a status update, but it's also to help each other if we're experiencing some roadblocks. It's a time that us that we can together share creative ideas and we can support each other. And this this meeting is so, so important because it consolidates sort of these discussions into one time. So I usually like to leave like 45 minutes or even a full hour. And then we don't need to be doing these like one-off offshoot meetings throughout the week, right? We really should be able to get through any major things at this meeting. And then people can work independently throughout the week. And you can feel really confident that everyone's working on the right thing, that no one's just going to be sitting around waiting for a reply um, to move forward. So the Monday meeting is really, really useful. And then, of course, there's going to be breakout meetings if needed. I, I like... Personally, I love these Monday meetings, right? But then in the beginning of the quarter, um, I love a kickoff, like a project kickoff meeting for each goal. 
And this is just a great time to kind of go through the objectives of the individual goal and the certain tasks that are going to kind of that waterfall of tasks that need to happen in order to achieve the goal. So you have that overarching kickoff call for the goal and then the whomever's executing it can work independently throughout the quarter. So again, not working in silos, making you as a leader, making that venue, that time where everyone can come together and the agenda is, as I mentioned, reviewing kind of the company metrics in a scorecard, discussing those individual goals, like the status of them, and then having that time for discussion to kind of unblock anyone that needs unblocking and to share creative ideas. So that's the third suggestion. The fourth suggestion on how to align all of your team members with your company goals is to celebrate each other. So. Maybe we don't see the connection exactly, but I feel like this is an important part for keeping our team members focused and excited and happy. So as I said, we're startups. We don't have these huge glorious packages to be waving in front of people's faces, right? When they come and work for us, we're not dangling all these benefits, right? And so the simple act of highlighting good work goes a really, really long way. People that work in startups, we want to feel a part of something and we want to feel like we're making a difference. And for founders to to shout out the good work of their team, it just is so, um, it is so important for turnover, you know, keeping people happy so they don't leave, which is always really useful. Um, But public praise, it just goes a long way. It just does go a long way. And so I would say during this weekly meeting that I'm suggesting that you have to take that time to share appreciation, right? It's, I've done it in a couple ways. I've done it as like founder. I've seen like founder just sharing appreciation. And I also have seen if your team's a little bit bigger, this is really cool, where team members go around and share what they appreciate about other team members. So like maybe one team member helped another on a project that week and they could shout that person out, right? The praise, it is so, it is so awesome, right? Because it keeps everyone feeling really happy and really inspired and excited to do their best work. So I would really use that as a tool Um, and you could use it to connect with the quarterly goals, right? So you can kind of praise in connection with reaching KPIs or working on a task for a goal, staying focused, sharing creative ideas, this and that. So the fifth way that we can keep our team members aligned on our quarterly goals is using a project management tool. So not just having one, but actually using it. So again, when teams are small, chances are you're speaking on a very regular basis. So the need for a project management tool may feel like very small. It may feel like it's just like an extra step. But again, this is going back to the first suggestion. It's like maintaining that high vision for yourself as a leader for the company is super, super useful in laying the foundation, these kind of systems, the foundation for building a bigger company. And when the company is small, um, when the company is small, is actually maybe even harder to get everyone into systems, right? Because we just kind of want to bypass the systems and just 
make the call or do the text. But again, if we implement systems like a project management tool and, and use it well, in the long run, everyone's going to feel sort of safer in their position because they're going to have that proof, have that like proof of work that they've done what they need to do, that things are getting ticked off, that there that there's clear visibility from like that the founder has visibility on what is being worked on and all of that stuff so the systems and processes they sort of help protect the team members time in the end and help protect your time in the end because you don't have to kind of be managing everyone like micromanaging everyone or sort of hand holding them to execute things you can kind of take that layer back right and do the communication through the project management tool, which is gonna keep everything much more organized. It's gonna help save everyone time. It's gonna make everything a lot clearer, right? And once that rhythm is established, what, what you'll see is all those on-fire tasks start to dramatically reduce, right? Is that you've planned ahead, you've, you know, you've mapped projects out, the work becomes just kind of going through the tasks that we know need to happen in order to get the goals achieved. And this is the way that we end at the like we end together, you know, at the end of the quarter and we can look back and we can see the majority of our goals actually getting done and a bunch of learnings that we've acquired through the process. Right? And we we can find time expanding because we're not just stressed out running to to put out fires. Um, because again, goals that we have for the company should be focused on improving the operation, which in turn should also help with the fires, right? So I want to leave you with this, this quote I love, and it was said by, uh, Zig Ziglar, who's a very famous, you know, business philosophy writer and practitioner. And he said, you don't build a business, you build people. And then people build your business. And this is an undeniable fact. And it's one that founders like forget a lot. You know, and I, you know, in my own business, I have also had to remind myself many times of this because, you know, it's when money's tight, right? When when that's when we're not kind of funded and we don't have all of this 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 budget to sort of get the right people on the bus and start like partitioning things out we we tend to hold things very close to the chest and we get this mentality of I can do it I can figure it out I can do it I can figure it out but that will only take you so far you have to build a team around you and the way that you build the team around you is by using the framework that I just laid out in these five steps yes it's a framework for aligning your team with your goals but it is also a framework for organizing your team and implementing a system that's going to support um, hiring, bringing more people on to, to handle those essential business functions. So I hope that this gave you some ahas. And I do want to share that if you haven't already, because we're in July, now the second week of July where I'm recording this, if you have not taken the time to get clear on your goals for the quarter, 
please, please join my free, totally free goal planning challenge. Um, the link is in the show notes or in the blog if you're reading this in the blog. Um, and it will give you five days, a very, very quick little exercise for five days in a row to your inbox in the morning that will help you um, kind of do a quick review, kind of status of where you are in your business and help you get clear on what goals need to be accomplished. You can do this five-day exercise with your team or you can do it yourself in the five days and then plan a one-hour session with your team to kind of go over the top, top line goals that you've decided for your business and then get that buy-in from the team and their creative ideas and really share everything so everything is really clear for your team throughout the quarter. So uh, again, the link for the quarterly planning uh, goal planning challenge is link is in the show notes or in the blog. And I hope that you join again. It's totally free and it's the systems that I use with my teams that I've used for years and years and years. And I manage a lot of teams and it's the only way that I can really manage multiple teams, but keep everyone super focused and clear and getting their task and their goals done each and every quarter. So that's it for this week. I'm excited to see you again back here next week. And as always, you can reach me on DM on LinkedIn. If there's anything that you want me to cover here on the Marketing for Startups podcast, I would love to hear from you. All right, until next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.